from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things of the week that made us go... Wow! Um, I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Fenton Bailey, joined by club kid turned best-selling author, Wow Liberty, James St. James. Woof, 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 woof. And uh, Tom Campbell is away on a secret assignment this week, but we're very excited to have our producer here with us, as always, but especially today... Blake Jacobs. Hello, hello. Hello. So, without further ado, oh, stick around till number one because we have a couple of very special guests. I kind of want to say who it is, but I don't no, know. no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Yeah, keep it a right. surprise. Keep All right. Baiting. So, we'll start at number 10, and when we get to number one, you'll find out who is joining us. But number 10 first, Blake. Number 10. I got uh, the AMC movie pass. Do you guys know what that is? Oh, yeah, my sister has it, boy. And she did, she's home, She's out every single day at the movies, yes. Now, I refrained getting it for a while. Steven had it, and he goes to the movies a lot. But I would just go like once a month. So I was like, eh. But really, if you go once a month, it literally pays for itself because it's like $25 a month, so... Anyway, twenty-five dollars a month, and you can go however many times you want to. to you the can go. You can go up to three times. A, see three movies a week. Which who sees more than three movies a week? Exactly. So I've been going a lot, and I've seen several new movies. And I was just going to give you a little rundown of several of them. First up, before you do, I just have one quick question. Wasn't there a movie pass thing a few years ago that sort of was so good, and everybody signed up for it, and they went. Like the whole thing collapsed because it was like impossibly good. Yes, yes. it was called Movie Pass. Movie but Pass, right? It just like you said, it collapsed. Okay, but, but it, that was a different time. I would have to say because now we're trying to get people butts into the, their seats at mm. the movie theater after COVID, and people are still reluctant to do it. So it's a whole different model. It does I sound think, good yeah. value though, twenty five bucks because a, a movie ticket is twenty bucks, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Twenty-five bucks is seeing it in the reclining seat, you know. So I can't do that. If I get in a reclining seat, I just fall asleep. So. <laughs> well, now each of the movie houses, you know, kind of have their own deal. Like I have AMC, which there are AMCs all over, but you can do Regal, I think, or mm-hmm. whatever else there is. And in fact, I think Movie Pass is trying to come back. Mm. But I saw Dumb Money. Have you guys heard of this? No. It's I think all. I think it looks like stupid money to me. It's all about the GameStop thing, which I didn't understand at all, which is a big reason I kind of wanted to go see this. It's um, this guy, Keith Gill, who played by Paul Dano, who starts... Um, well, right there, hold on, right there, I hate Paul Dano. I don't think I could sit through a two-hour movie with Paul Dano. He's not my favorite, but... Does it explain how the whole GameStop thing worked? Because I never quite understood this. It was a meme stock, right? Not really. It doesn't really... I mean, I guess it does explain it, but I was hoping it would explain how Wall Street works to me, and I don't think you can do that. Did you like it? (laughs) I did. I did (laughs) like it. It's got... So it, it flashes back between several people. Like, one of them is a nurse who's down on her luck. That's America Ferreira. She's in it. Then there's these 
two lesbians in college. These are all people that invested in the GameStop stock. Right. And then there's um, a guy who works at GameStop. Then there are people that are in his family that this guy, inv- this guy invests all his money into the GameStop stock. And when it starts taking off, it, it you know goes viral, and which we all learned about. It turns his life upside down. It turns a lot of people's lives upside down, apparently. Anyway, I w- it was okay. I w- probably wouldn't have seen it if I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't care about this. Move on to the next one. <laughs> Saw X. Okay. Saw 10. First off, the first Saw I thought was amazing. I saw it like three times. It was the first movie that scared me in a long time and probably the last one since I saw it. But now it's all kind of hokey. Don't get your hopes up about this one. It is way better than the past eight, but you're never going to have the first one again. You know, but this is you and I talked about this before, Blake, where at this point, I am not scared of an 85 year old man. I, I don't care if he's a psychotic killer or not. It's like at this point, Michael Myers and Leatherface are all in their 70s and 80s. You just push him over and run away. Like there is no reason on earth for me to be scared of this man. Well, right. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, but the first one was so amazing. The guy was in the middle of the room and everything. It's spoiler alert, but whatever. <laughs> Third one, I saw A Haunting in Venice. James, hold on one second. Before you even start here, I have something to say about that. Because the way that the, the, the trailer looks, you have an Agatha Christie novel from the 1930s, right? Which, you, you know, these movies, they, they're all Agatha Christie movies. They're basically the same. You, have, you bring in all the stars, blah, blah, blah. But it looks like they're trying to make it very 2023 and give it like a conjuring edge. And sort of like film it like in a way that doesn't jibe with how an Agatha Christie movie should be. Well, I think that was kind of like the trailer effect of it. This okay, I think it was kind of in vain with an Agatha Christie thing. But like dumb money, I probably not would not have gone. (laughs) This is a great ad for the AMC Pass. You went to see three (laughs) movies, but you all thought was shit. (laughs) Well, that's it. And um, I mean, I also saw The Nun 2, which that one's pretty good, I guess. I mean, all of these. <laughs> what, James? Well, again, what? like scary nuns are not are not scary to me. Like there's nothing scary about a nun. I don't care. Well, I know. I need like some like cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> But I would say see The Nun too. I watched The Nun, the first one, right before it, the night before, because, you know, I might have been clueless. Well, I was going to say, this sounds like a bunch of nonsense to me. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say get the AMC movie pass. Right. There's none better than the all AMC those, movie pass. I've seen all of those and bottoms in the past 30 days. So. Wow. No value. That is value. All right. So all of those movies are in theaters now. Um, James, number nine. Number nine. I watched Gen V over the weekend. And Gen V is the spinoff of The Boys. And as you know, as we've talked about on the show, The Boys is my absolute favorite television show on television. This is just as subversive and audacious and chaotic and jaw-droppingly graphic as The Boys. Like, you are literally, there are so many scenes that you were just like, I cannot believe they are doing this on television. It's just crazy. Um, 
it, this is about the next generation of superheroes. It's about a, a, a bunch of teenage superheroes who are going to like um, superhero university. And um, in the boys, the last thing we learned was that they all thought that there, there was like genetic superpowers, but it turns out that the government has been injecting babies with the super serum to make them superheroes. And this is the first generation of superheroes that knows that they are a, a government experiment. Government. Okay. And uh, it's like Patrick Schwarzenegger is one of them. It's got a very weird cast, but two spoilers. And I'm going to just sort of turn it off if you don't want to hear this, but just show you how outrageous this is. The first scene is this teenage girl and she gets her period and she runs to the bathroom and she reaches down and there's blood on her hands. And then immediately the blood starts coming out of her vagina and starts floating up to the ceiling and is sort of moving all around. And her parents run in because she's screaming and the blood, boom, 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 kills the parents, slashes them into two, chops their heads off. It's just like blood is everywhere. And it turns out that she is a, she can move blood is is what her superpower is. And that Um, ends up being also very scary. The other one is the picture that I sent you where it's this girl, her, her roommate can shrink herself down to the size of a hamster. And she's on a date with this guy. And the guy says, you know what my fantasy is? I want you to get really small and then climb on my dick. And she's like, okay. So she gets really small. And then you see the shot of her and she's like swinging on his dick. She's like climbing up to the top of the the tip of the dick. And then he's like, I want you to kick my balls, kick my balls. And she's like, okay. And you see her, she's like kicking his balls, kicking his balls. It is so graphic and crazy. And you cannot believe that you are seeing this little girl, this little woman, uh, swinging on a penis well i have always believed james that you've been slightly fibbing about the boys and and you just sent me these pictures that i cannot unsee and it's just (laughs) disturbing to me like i i'm an old buddy daddy i guess like i (laughs) i don't know if i want to see that you know i wonder what the warehouse at the boys art department looks like because they have this and then and the boys, they had that giant penis that the they, one walked yeah, in the they had, where, where they had the guy who got, uh, who, who went into Trump. the penis and then got really big and destroyed it, blew up the penis. Yes. But I'll tell you something. That first opening scene with the, with the blood and uh, in the, the weaponized blood, she's, it just, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen on, it's just insane. So the show is um, it's very good. It's very, very good. And there's a lot of violence and a lot of gore and a lot of sex and a lot of nudity and a lot of this and that. And it's just- so is Gen V um, as in maybe vagina or something for JJ no, no, for no, no, no. female it's- superheroes? No, 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 no. V stands for Vought. Vought is the name of the government agency oh, right. that controls the superheroes. And so um, it's uh, the, yeah. That's oh, what right. that is. That's on Prime Video. And if I was to start with Gen V, that would not be acceptable, right? No, you totally can. You totally can do it without, you don't need to watch the boys for this. Okay. I don't know if I've got, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, number eight. Number eight. Voulez-vous coucher avec bug? Oh, no. No one is safe, the deputy mayor of Paris declared. Le Parisienne said it was uh, akin to domestic terror. I'm talking, of course, about the uh, bedbug invasion of Paris that has gone viral, I guess, nine months out from the uh, Summer Olympics next year. 
the place is swarming with bed bugs. I'm actually supposed to go next month. And um, the, the, the problem with this is, is it, you know, I'm sure as you've seen on um, uh, social media, is that it was just Paris Fashion Week. And all these people are leave are going from to New York, L.A. They're going to Milan. They're taking them to London, and they're saying it is just going to be an infestation, a worldwide infestation of the fashion of the fashionable fabulous people. Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about that. And I saw, um, I mean, there's videos on social media of like, like clusters of the bugs on like on. Everywhere. I mean, and, I'm like they say Balenciaga was ground zero. The Balenciaga collection is the one that everyone is. It's in all. If you bring back Balenciaga in your suitcase, you have just infected the entire airplane. <laughs> you've infected. You've infected. You know everything. And I've got to tell you, you know, I I don't know if you guys remember, but my I had a bed bug problem in 2019, yeah. and it nearly destroyed me. They are so difficult to get rid of. It took me six months to get mm. rid of and they you know they would come in and look at the place and they'd say no there's nothing you can do you just have to move and you'd be like what or they'd say you have to get rid of all your books you have to burn all your books i'm not burning my books there's no way in hell those are my You're friends right. you know and they said you have to you have to um uh dry clean all of your clothes and i was like well that's fifteen thousand dollars worth of dry cleaning right there who's gonna pay for this and so they kept coming and then you have to heat the house to like 300 degrees. Yes, I heard that because um, that they're attracted to warmth. And and if you get out, um, apparently if you get out a, a hairdryer, you can actually trick the bed bugs into thinking there's a human host around. And you got, the hairdryer is not going to eradicate them, but yeah. you can at least draw them out. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that, you know, the thing is they are so aggressive and it's so insane because I would be lying on the bed. They, are, it's, they don't come out at night. They come out in the daytime. They come out in the light. They come out in the dark and they will just walk right up to you, look you in the eye and be like, I'm going to bite you now. They have no fear of humans whatsoever. They will just crawl on you. And what they do is they have a paralyzing thing in their in their bite so that you don't feel it. You don't feel the bite. So they 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 bite and then they feed and you have no idea that they're there if you're asleep. And then they do they do um breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you have three in a row on on your arm. And it is just it, it's what it was one of the worst experiences of well, my life. Know, seriously. James, it's interesting because um the, uh, the they were saying that they don't really spread disease, but no. the psychological distress, sleeping issues, anxiety, and depression. And I do remember you saying talking about it and you really did go through it and i think yeah. that's a it's that's i, I literally no I, matter, right no yeah. i didn't sleep for six months uh, I, and it wasn't cocaine or meth <laughs> it was like literally just the terror of being covered in bugs and it mm. was during the pandemic so i was isolated you know you couldn't you, there was that there was the double thing of the pandemic isolation and then being trapped in a room with bugs and it was just, it, it was just literally, I, I still, it, 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 I, I'll have to write a book about it someday because I ended up giving them all names. You know, I named them all. I got to know each and every one of them. <laughs> like they, they all have their own personalities. It is just, it's terrifying. And I, you know, and if it's going to be, uh, I, I'm scared to go anywhere because I don't ever want to go through that again. And if they're coming right. to Los Angeles, I'm really scared. Rubbing alcohol, uh, you can dilute it and put it in a spray bottle. That's apparently quite good. In fact, 
Uh, baking soda helps to lavender. Um... Lavender and chamomile, they say, but it really, I, baking soda isn't going to work. And mm. the hairdryer isn't really going to work. You need a steamer. You need to get a steamer and just steam everything. And um, that will help. But basically, it, it's either you 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 heat your apartment up or they can come in and spray. And the spray, I mean, you have to do it for about three months. It's not just one time. Right. You have to keep coming in and doing it over and over and over again. Because I guess by the time you've noticed them, they're already entrenched. They've already got nests. They've already been breeding yeah. for a while. And they have, you know, um, the eggs can lie dormant for six to nine months. And so you think you've gotten rid of it. And all of a sudden, six to nine months, it all happens again. Well, uh, the sad news, I mean, bedbugs were kind of done by the 50s and they've just been bat resurgence. This is scary. Terrifying. Going to take a break. Watch the trailer for World of Wonder and House of Avalon's new show, Avalon TV. And make sure you signed up for Where Presents Plus so you can catch the premiere of Avalon TV uh, when it drops on Monday 9th of October. So go to wowpresentsplus.com to sign up. Uh, and stay tuned for our guests at number one today. Blake, do you have a question for us? I do have a question. What is frogging? All right. Is it anything to do with what we just heard about from James? From Generation <laughs> v? Frogging could be. All right. We'll have the answer right here on the Wow Report when we come back. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James, St. James, and uh, Blake. Uh, Tom is out on secret assignment this week. Yep, uh, and I asked you a question. I want to know if you guys know, what is frogging? I think it's sexual in some way. I, I, I can't even hazard a guess. I'm sorry. It must be something to do with squatting and sort of rubbing on each other leaping over each like other like maybe right Fenton you're close frogging is the act of secretly living in another person's home without their knowledge or permission and similar what? To, it's similar to squatting except that frogging involves living in an unoccupied property so my number seven is number seven I was watching a show on Lifetime it's called frogging Hider in my house. And no, every episode, Stop it. Yes. Every episode is two people, like two stories of people that have had like people secretly living in their house. And I immediately oh. thought of you, James, because like in the attic or between the walls or like staying under the bed or something. Oh my God. Wherever they can find, there was one that was hiding in this little cupboard that they didn't even <gasps> really existed. You know, we've seen on the internet, remember we saw that one story about the guy would go to sleep and then the woman would crawl out of the cabinet and like get down into the kitchen and fix like a sandwich. Yeah, and... yeah well, sure, that's bad, Ronald, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is the creepiest show. I don't know if I can continue with it. Right. <laughs> so that is streaming on Lifetime and Hulu, actually. But in the same vein, there's this movie on um, Amazon. It's a horrible movie. Don't watch it. But <laughs> it's about this. It's about these kids that go into, uh, so, like, break into someone's house. And the game is you spend eight hours 
in the person's house. And if you win, then you get paid $25,000 by who? I don't really know. We didn't even make it to the end, but it's just weird that frogging is like making it. Is the new, yes, frogging is the new. uh, uh, Maybe it's a metaphor, you know, like the horror movies are a sort of metaphor for societal fears and phobias. Maybe this bed bug resurgence, because they're living in your house without your consent. And where in your house could somebody be living that you don't realize? Is there some secret? Well, what, they could be living in the basement. Because, in fact, once, a few years ago, I was in the kitchen Sunday morning, and I heard this knocking. And I thought, that's weird. Where's the knocking coming from? And the basement is accessed through the downstairs loo. And I was like, that's so weird. But the, the, the downstairs loo door was locked. And I was like, well, like no one else is up. And how come the door is locked? Turned out someone had crawled into the house through between the subfloors. And um, I hope, like a I homeless hope, like, person or something? Hmm? Like a homeless person? Well, I don't think they were. I think they were a little strung out. And they said they were looking for their cat. Um, they were barefoot. They had really dirty, matted hair and just a crazy, wild-eyed oh. vibe. You had a frogger. I had a frogger. And I was like, well, he hadn't, I don't know how long he'd been there. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm afraid you have to leave. And he was like, but I have no shoes. So I said, hold on. And I ran upstairs and got him a pair of shoes. And <laughs> gave him to him. I said, Take these, go. And that is wild. Well, I've yeah. told you that we have the, the, the homeless guy who lives under our stairs when you're yeah. walking up the stairs and you see the little pair of eyes as you're walking up the stairs. And it's just the most terrifying thing ever. I'm really getting the shutters. This is very Halloween vibe. I know. And we've had, we've had the guy who, who um, climbs over the fence and takes a bath in our pool. And it's like you walk <laughs> out and he's like naked, like with shampoo in his hair in our pool. Yeah, rub-a-dub-dubbing. <laughs> like, you can't do this, dude. <laughs> well, so that's that. You can watch the show on Hulu or Lifetime. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number six, James. Number six. Well, th- this one isn't scary, I promise. Oh, <laughs> this, this is um, uh, Crapopolis, uh, a new animated show on Fox that has started. And it's part of their animation domination Sundays, which is, you know, Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, and now Crapopolis. And it's by Dan Harmon, who does Rick and Morty on uh, Adult Swim, which is very funny and subversive and smart. And it's all Question. young. Is this the same Dan Harmon that does Community? Yes, yes, it's the same guy okay. who did Community. Yeah. So, um, and you know, Rick and Morty is all space and quantum physics and you know time travel and all that stuff. Well, this is um at the beginning of antiquity. And we are at the beginning of Greek civilization, and it's gods and monsters and humans all living together, and it's um this. Guy Tyrannus, I think, is his name, and his mother is a goddess, and she's like sort of like Crystal Care. I mean, uh, Alexis Carrington, Colby, Colby Carrington, you know, Dexter. She's very bitchy, and then his father is like a minotaur, and he's decided he's going to create the first civilization on on the planet. He doesn't really know what a civilization is, but they're going to try and build a, a city, and it's it's funny, and it's good, and there's lots of like jokes about you know, like it. It's hard to explain it. It's weird because it's not as smart and funny as Rick and Morty, but it was given an automatic three-year green light, which is Mm -hmm. unheard of. 
for right. any show in Hollywood. So someone has faith in it. So I watched the first two episodes. And um, I mean, it, you'd think it ticks all my boxes because I love the Greeks. I love, you know, Greek and Roman mm. and all that stuff. So it's 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 good. It's funny. It's good. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can actually tell you to it, watch what, it just yet. What's the big um, scandal with that Dan Harmon guy? Isn't there like some scandal going on? With well, that? what happened was is that Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, I think, were the co-creators of, of Rick and Morty. And Justin did the voices of Rick and Morty and a bunch of other characters. But it turns out that he was like uh, sort of sexually assaulting the women on, on there. And so he was fired in like, uh, and um, so now they have to come up with new actors to voice Rick and Morty in its season eight or something like that. How do you yeah. change voices halfway through? And it's the whole thing is really sort of unseemly and sad because it sort of puts a, a, you know, a, yeah, a shadow, a shadow on on what is otherwise a very genius show. Yeah. Well, that's Crapopolis streaming on Hulu. Number five. Number five. The greatest show never made. This is a documentary uh, that I have not seen. I have not even seen the trailer. But just on the title alone, I cannot wait. It's coming to Amazon Prime. I think October 11th. And basically, you know, a few weeks ago on the show, I talked about a, a, a documentary called The Contestant about a Japanese reality game show where the guy was locked in an apartment with oh, no clothes yes. and nothing. And yeah. well, this is another kind of crazy true life reality show story because in 2002, there's a small ad saying, um, New reality TV show seeks contestants. One year, one hundred thousand pounds, and they were looking for characterful, resourceful, and energetic characters. So, hundreds of people applied. Um, there were these auditions on an island in the Thames in London, and the producer was this guy called Nick Russian, who was incredibly beautiful and sort of charismatic, and. The basic idea was that you would have to leave your life for one whole year. Um, it would be 30 people. And um, no one else, no one really knew beyond that what they would have to do. But 30 people were chosen. They did the auditions and they were very impressed. And they, they went home and they sold all their stuff. They gave up relationships. They left their girlfriends or partners because they had to go off to be somewhere for a whole year. And they were, you know, it's okay because they were going to get paid £100,000. Well, cut to, they're like standing in a park in the rain in London. So, in you know, some of them thought they were going to get shipped to an exotic jungle or something. And it turns out that there's no camera crew. And, well, actually, it seems that there's no show. What the premise is, they're told, is that they will have to split into teams of 10 each and they will each for a year have to find their own food, accommodation and make a million and they will be competing to make one million dollars. And there's no prize money. So they're like, that doesn't seem right. We showed up for this reality show, which we now have to film ourselves. We have to like feed ourselves. We have to house ourselves. 
and we have to make a million pounds and there's no prize money. Like, hmm. But <laughs> unbelievably, one of the teams of 10 decided to stick with it. It was um, Tim Eagle, who was an aspiring clown. No, I'm not joking. He's an aspiring <laughs> clown. He's looking for a break in life, an opportunity. And he had his own video camera. So it was like, okay, all back to mine. Um, and started filming them. And he made a diary room in one of the rooms of his apartment. And they started filming themselves making a reality show. Well, things got a little strange <laughs> when Nick do. Russian, the mysterious magnetic uh, producer, showed up and revealed that actually he wasn't a producer. He was actually broke and homeless and needed to stay on their couch. <laughs> to loop it back to frogging. It is. A, yes, it's, it's, it's a reality frogging sort of thing. Like uh, what happens? If, yes. He, Who he owns all the rights? Nick Russian? Nick Russian, N-I-K, Russian. But does and, he own all the rights to everything that they're filming? And- well, no, they 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 kind of, by the time the producer and series creator had showed up at one of their homes, they were like, something is really wrong here. And they filmed him and they called up uh, one of the networks in the UK and, and did an expose on him. And he fled and disappeared. But now, um, finally, I guess... Um, 10 years later, the 20 years later, I'm sorry, there is a three-part documentary series about the whole thing coming to Wait, Amazon Prime Video. Wait, this happened 20 years ago is when it happen- all happened? 2002, yeah. Wow. It sounds and like did they end up making a million dollars? No, I don't. Maybe they made a million dollars by making the documentary series. I'm not quite sure what happened. Oh, well... The guy who was filming at whose apartment they all ended up at. The clown. Yes. He um he had broken up with his girlfriend and, and he said, Oh, I'm really sorry, will you take me back? And she wouldn't. And it he never picked up a camera again and um went back to being a clown. So now he's a sad clown. Yeah, very sad clown. Mm. Okay. Well, this just this will teach you to drop everything and, and run away to be in a reality show, right? Well, it's kind of making something out of nothing, right? It would have been a genius plan if it had worked. Right. right. I While talking about the UK, I will just mention that RuPaul's Drag Race UK is now on Wow Presents Plus with the aftershave with Danny Beard, a new series where beloved season four winner, Danny Beard, Discusses the drama, gossip, and realness of all things Drag Race UK. That's on wherepresentsplus.com. Okay, I have a question. Okay. What did 50 Cent do when he was hungry? I don't know. We'll have the answer right after the break. What? You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Blake. Tom Tom is out this week, sadly. Um, so he he would know the answer to this question, I suspect. What did 50 Cent do when he was hungry? I mean, he's a billionaire, isn't he? I would just go buy lunch. No, this is a joke about, like, dropping the dime or something. on some, some, what? There's got to be a joke here. What is it? 58. <laughs> <laughs> is this an Elliot joke? Did Elliot tell you no, that? No, it's like, it's, it's that... I think it's on. I found it on that site. Uh, dad, bad dad jokes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. 
we're counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow we've reached number four number four i just wanted to go through some quick news stories uh this is pretty recent did you guys hear that drew barrymore you know she was one of the first to be a scab and she was going to bring her show back but then she backtracked and said she wasn't well now she is you know they've settled with the writers guild she's asked her writers back and the three of main head writers have refused to come back they turned down her offer and said well, the and, and the thing is you know they very publicly said no we will not work for a scab you know for someone who hires scab and the pro- the thing is you know Drew Barrymore was one of the most beloved women in Hollywood and she had so much you know people loved going on her show and their show was you know number 1 and everything and if she had just waited 2 weeks she would she could have avoided all of this and now can, will she be able to recover i don't know i don't I know bet. I mean, if we can forgive fucking Chris Brown, then... But we haven't forgiven Ellen. You know, I mean, we haven't forgiven... I mean, there there are people who, like, once they've crossed you, once we cross them out of our minds, we it's it's very hard to climb back. And I, I just wish that poor Drew, who, who we love and is a good soul, but she had some bad advice, and she took the bad advice. Yep. Um, well... Hmm. Another sad thing, Jamie Lynn Spears has already been booted from Dancing with the Stars. Blake, tell us why we care. Because it's Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah, and also, like, I heard um, her dad, Britney's dad, Jamie Lynn's dad, is living now with Jamie Lynn Spears. Well, you know, Britney's new book comes out really soon. Well, I was going to say, and and the the beauty of that is that she's already um, working on part two. She's got it's it's a two part bi- uh, biography, oh. autobiography. Oh. Is it um, the woman in me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and this is a good put. This is a good time to mention that RuPaul's new autobiography, "The Meaning of the Man. A House of Hidden Meanings." The House of fa- Hidden Meanings. What a fabulous title! It it seems like a actually it seems like a, a sort of noirishy movie. You know, horror film. When that, that cover picture, I um uh, it looked like AJ McLean is what I thought at first, but it's um it's RuPaul. It's he's very noir looking. Yes. Yeah, it's number um, one on the buzzy Amazon list right now. Really so. fabulous! Congratulations, RuPaul. Yeah. Uh, finally, do we have anything more to say about Taylor and Travis Kelty, whatever his name is? Like, what about? Why does she hang out with Hugh Jackman? Isn't that kind of weird that, like, just Hugh Jackman was with, like, her and Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds and Sabrina Carpenter? No? Well, uh, I I know Hugh quite well. I got to know him (laughs) quite well through Trudy. And he is one of the most delightful people I've ever met. And he is just very engaging and fun. And I can see why people want to hang out with him because he is a delight. I mean, he's a hunk, but I, it just seems odd for him. It, it is like, a little random. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number three, James. Number three. But I wanted to talk about the Pamela Anderson story. I don't know if you guys have been following this. Sans Yeah. Pamela showed up at um, uh, Fashion Week in Paris with Sans Fard without a stitch of makeup on. And she has said... Uh, you know, looking absolutely gorgeous as she as she is, and she says that um, 
there is beauty in self-acceptance, imperfection, and love, and she is never going to wear makeup again. Uh, she says that after, um, uh, in the wake of her, uh, the death of her makeup artist, Alexis Vogel in 2019, who died of um, breast cancer, that she says that she has decided in honor of her to stop wearing makeup and to just accept her aging and her just and her beautiful self as she is. And um, uh, she also says that she's being rebellious because, you know, if you go on Instagram and everybody looks like, a, a, you know, Bianca Del Rio, everyone is, is doing this sort of clown makeup and everyone is doing the it's bigger, 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 more, more, more. And she says that she's a rebel and she wants to go against the grain. And so she's going to start a new uh, trend of people being barefaced. And I just want to say, just put it out there, that in 2020, I stopped wearing makeup myself after the end of Transformations and said that I would never wear makeup again. And by God, she's copying me. (laughs) That's because you were just sick of making the show. Well, maybe, but uh, you know, Alicia Keys and Jamie Lee Curtis are people, are other celebrities who have for- decided to forego makeup on the red carpet, and I think it's refreshing. I like it. I, I, I think she's a beautiful woman, and I was worried about Pamela a little bit aging. I, you know, she was so into the bombshell, the big hair, the big boobs, the the red lips, the eyeliner, you know, false eyelashes, yeah. and I was worried that as she got into her seventies and eighties, that it would start to look a little May Westy. And I'm glad that she's taken this turn. I wish more, uh, I, you know, I, and I used to get mad at Madonna for not aging the way I wanted her to, too. But I, you know, Madonna can do what she wants to do. I don't care. But I do like the idea that that Pamela yeah. is, is taking this different route. I like it. Well, she's extraordinarily beautiful. I mean, that yeah. doesn't hurt, does it? Uh. <laughs> you know, some of us use makeup to uh. <laughs> attenuate a more gorgeous... Look. Well, you know, but by, by the same token, you know, I broke my tooth about five months ago. I don't know, you know, like I sort of had that snaggle tooth right there. Oh, yeah. And I was so upset about it at first and I wouldn't leave the house and I would talk to people with my hand over my mouth. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? In this yeah. age of everyone having veneers and perfect chiclet teeth and everything like that, I'm sort of embracing my little it snaggle It sets tooth you right apart. There. It's a it's little, not- it's not... 100% perfect, you know, there's that little... Yes, 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 I'm embracing there's a lot of imperfections about me, and that is just one of the multitudes. Let's list them. them. Let's list them. I love that. You're in your snaggletooth era. I'm in my embracing my snaggletooth era, yes. All right, then. Number two. Number two. Have you wondered, like me, what Mattel is going to do in terms of their next Barbie movie. There's no sequel. There's no Barbie 2. They've, they've said that. I mean, although we'll see, give it a few years. But Barney, they're making a live action movie of Barney. Remember Barney, the oh, purple yeah. dinosaur? Yeah, sure, sure. And Daniel Kalua is. Yes. Right. Kalua. And there's a bit of a Barbie movie going on because, or is it Barney Barbie? Barney, Barbie, Barbie, Barney, because he said, Daniel said that, that that his version that he's producing would be a heartbreaking take. And he said, um, Barney told us, I love you. You love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. So that's that's what he said. and And then I think, not much has been said about the movie, but um, one of the CEOs of Mattel said, um, 
that the film is really going to be a play for adults. He said it would be an A24 type film and focus on the trials and tribulations of being 30 something growing up with Barney, but then this level of disenchantment that within the generation. So that sounds great, right? I mean, I'm in. I would love to see a Barney movie that's got that dimension. However, this past week, another CEO, I don't know if it's a subsequent CEO or a co-CEO, Enon Craze said that the one thing he could assure us is that it would not be weird. And seeming to undercut everything that's been said about this movie by saying it wouldn't be weird. And because I would describe the Barbie movie, Barbie movie as weird, right? Well, I mean, how can you, no, 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 no. Don't you dare even say that you haven't ever seen the Barbie movie. You have no place. Oh, but James, I have. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> how is that not number one? Wait there a is minute. the headline. I saw it streaming last week. Oh, the week Where? before. Did, you, did um, you watch it on your phone on a plane while you were doing email? <laughs> no, I watched it at home on the couch, full attention. And did you love it? I did love it. Yes, I did. Okay, I thought it was very, you. very, very clever. Like uh, in a way that, and I, I, I mean, just to, in terms of the Barney. If I was Mattel, and I've just made a billion dollars with Barbie, I'd want to be figuring out some way to repeat that but without repeating it. So I wouldn't do a Barbie too, but I would think, ah, oh, yes, if I get the right people on board on a Barney movie, yeah. that could be huge. Well, it does seem like the possibilities are endless with Barney. I mean, it's just, it mm. can be anything you want it to be. I also have heard that um, Lena Dunham had been signed on to do a Polly Pocket Polly movie. Pocket. Yeah, and that, that could be just as crazy and fun. I do think there's a lot that can be done with these movies, you know. Well, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Remember when we first heard about Cocaine Bear? Yeah, and And then there was going to be like, there was going to be like Meth Alligator and yeah. Yeah, But we were like, how can that be a movie about a cocaine? And it was a movie and it was a hit. So maybe this is like that, you know. Wait, but who is Daniel Kalua again? I don't think I know him. He's in Get Out. He's the Oh, I love him. Yes, yes, Mm. so good. And he's also in Nope. Nope. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fabulous. He's I mean, I didn't know the producer. Like, I, I always thought of him as as an actor, but you know, um, I'm, I can't wait. I just hope you know it doesn't take too long to come out. So that's it. Yeah. I'm so fat. I'm so. I cannot. I we really need to do a whole episode of you talking about Barbie because we just have to. Maybe next week. Mm. Okay. Well, I'd love to. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but. Um, I just felt like it's impossible to talk about without it just sprawling and taking over the entire. I, yeah, but I, it does sort of feel like I'm bearing the lead a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the Bobby Barney, and we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, reveal the number one thing that made us go wow this week. And of course, you want to stick around for this. It may be a crowned queen. It may be a crowned queen. To World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. It's Fenton here with Blake standing in for Tom Campbell and James St. James. And we've been counting down the top 10 things of the week that make us go wow. And we've reached number one. Number one. And very, very excited this week to have with us two uh, from the House of Avalon. Uh, Hunter and Simone. I mean, my God, like, 
And you are well, you're always number one in our hearts, but oh, you're number one this week because your show have <laughs> on TV is launching on Where Presents Plus yes. on October 9th. Yes, yes, very excited. So excited. What can so, viewers expect? Yes, I haven't had a chance to see this yet. I don't I give give me the give me the elevator pitch. Okay, so <laughs> we wanted to make a reality show and then we like got in there. And we were like, you know what? We're going to throw everything we love about TV into one show. Yep. And we were like, how do we do it? So like, we were like exploiting things that we like, sitcoms we love, like things like that. And it's all in just a 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's what I love about it. It's a crazy mashup. It isn't any one particular format. It's part no. show, part game. It's like... It's a little bit of everything, and it just sort of has this. It flows. I mean, it flows so brilliantly. We, we were kind of a little nervous about it because we were like, "How are we? How is it going to? How are we going to come this? together? How's, how are we going to do it?" But like, it's really great. It and I'm cool. Excited. Now, but this is something that you've been in the works for a long time. It seems it's, like yeah, you've been, been a while trying to do it, but it wasn't until you found the right way to do it that it all sort of clicked. It really did. And like we started when Simone went to the Met Gala filming mm-hmm. or saw, you know, fi- filming. We all remember we were there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, that's what I love about the show, too, is like the, the moments of reality that you get from us are so real and yeah. poignant. And they're like to the point and they explain so much of us in such a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I love. That's what I love about it. I well, love but but here's the thing, because it's a TikTok sort of thing, because yes, it is. It is. It's very real, but then it swings to surrealism and and the craziness. It goes back and forth. I just knowing you two that 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 you you live in that sort of weird absolutely back and forth with the high low, the high low, the high low with all Chanel and McDonald's. (laughs) That's that's the way we live our lives, and like it was so fun to watch all of it and just be like. This is like a giant art piece. Yeah, it's like a giant art piece for us. What was what were the big surprises um, that came from that you discovered about yourselves or about the process or or what were the things that you weren't expecting? I for me, I was a little nervous doing it because of having the cameras around, but I I was surprised how much fun I had. And I was like, just saying, it, 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 it's it something really you fun. get used to very quickly and you grow to uh, depend upon it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, where are the cameras? Why are they? <laughs> and Simone just kind of like pushed herself. And, you know, some of the segments, some I shouldn't say them, but like some of the segments, Simone really pushed herself yeah. to like do something very silly or like, you know, whatever. Like, when <laughs> as you would see them coming in and like, you know, or wheeled in on a like surgical gurney, yeah, yes. wheeling past you on your toes. You're like, what the fuck? Like, don't um, mind us. <laughs> I, noticed, I noticed lots of parallels. I feel well. I mean, not exactly the same, but kind of the in the same vein as like early World of Wonder. Because if you've read Fenton's book, it's all about TV, and this seems to be like TV mashup. And that's yeah. kind of what Randy and Fenton started doing in the UK with. Uh, what was it, Fenton? Oh, Manhattan Gable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fabulous New York public access shows mm-hmm. that were just like... Completely... And that's always on the mood board for us. Always. Public access and early yes. World of Wonder is always on the mood board. Like, that's where we live. That's where our brains live. And, and But you it. also had the genius idea of redoing frame for frame as a trailer for the show 
the Spice <laughs> Girls movie trailer. I yes. mean, I it fell out of bed when I was watching. I, I woke up and I started scrolling, and I literally fell out of bed. I was laughing so hard. I love that. I was so nervous because, like, it's like I I don't really remember it from that time, yeah, but I, I had to watch it after. Mm. And Grant was like, "We have to, to use this. this. Yeah. We have to." I think it. we were literally just what we were just watching things. We we're like, "That should be our. That's it. That's it." That's I mean, it, we instantly do. we watched it and was like, "This is it." You know, because the nauseating world of wonder has thrown a, a billion dollars at this show just from that. It looks like it's the most world of wonder has ever spent. It looks like <laughs> so nuts. I love that. Well, you know, it's like we wanted, we do want it to look expensive. Yeah. And the, you know, the people that we worked with at World of Wonder, they really did it. Yeah. Like they made it look so expensive and it like, yeah. it looked frame for frame like that. Exactly. Like we want, yeah. yeah. With just a bunch of rugrats in it. <laughs> <laughs> what other sort of, I mean, obviously you're probably actually not going to say, because I was going to say, what other like forgotten gems are there out there that need, reinventing or you know playing tribute to because i'd completely forgotten about that that trailer and yet every now and then you'll come across something and think oh my god how did anyone forget about this i don't know if it's in the show but i remember one time i went over to the house of avalon when they were still in little rock and they were watching remember the swan <gasps> oh, oh yes. and then the reality show is the yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we are obsessed with the Swan. We have the Swan book. We yep. have the Swan DVD. They're in our library. <laughs> Please, can one of you be the Swan? <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That would be a fun thing to recreate. Yeah. Honestly, I think with prosthetics only, because I I wonder where they are now. Like some of the Swan know, um, yeah. melted, transforming. Yeah. Well, now all of this is wonderful, but what the most important uh, thing that we need to talk about is the party on Sunday and yes. what you're going to wear and what I need to wear and how <laughs> how, how Rasha Shah is it going to be and Rasha what can we expect? It's going to be fun. Like yeah. we 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 just did our walkthrough yesterday, and I am so excited. Like I want a, a full party moment. Yeah, like, I want everyone going crazy. Yeah. I want dancing. I want shots. I want regalia. <laughs> I want everyone. We're going to do shots when we're there. The Instagram moment. There's got, there's yeah. got to be some Instagram moments, sure. Yes, yeah, yes, for sure. But, you know, <laughs> we. I just got a pair of shoes. I, you'll see them on Sunday. They are so <laughs> wacky. And I'm basing my entire outfit around it. You're basing your entire personality around it. Yes. <laughs> In these shoes. You'll see. <laughs> I'm feeling a little peckish. I may be sick on Monday. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I might need to take the whole week off. <laughs> James never comes to work on Monday anyway. So like <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> what are you gonna wear, James? Well, I I've narrowed it down to two or three things that I'm gonna play with um all day Saturday and hope to come up with something. Lovely. I mean, there's no way I can outdo you guys. So I, I'll, I'll probably oh. just be in a pair of jeans, shorts, and a, a, <laughs> a t-shirt. <laughs> Listen, just as long as you're there, do you? This is long. That's all that counts. <laughs> Randy and I are tragically we're zigging to the zag because we're going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, filming. I'm oh like, my oh my god! I mean, like, we literally of... just said that we were like, we, we they better be there. We're gonna yes, be so we'll be there. You, we will be there in spirit. You are, you, you know that. And my god, if anybody cancels, like in Louisville, we'll 
just jump on a plane. I mean, love Louisville, Kentucky, but it's not particularly where I want to be, especially on the night of a House of Avalon launch. Yeah. Avalon TV. Hey, tell us about some of the guests on the show. Um, so we had Abby Lee Miller come rolling into the studio, and which was very I've heard about your Abby Lee Miller uh, obsession. Yes, we love Dance Moms. It was so surreal. It was so surreal. She she got Simone's goat a little bit. She did, she Wait, but it was it was a fun goat. <laughs> yeah, she gave her a tough time, and it was so funny. But it was it was really sweet. Yeah. Um, T.S. Madison also came in. Well, I, can, I call her. Um, I call her like my auntie. I love her so much. <laughs> I think she has um, all of our aunties. Yeah, so she's brilliant. <laughs> like, what do you call her? Like a, a prophet? On I, I, I think she's a prophet. I think she's a prophet <laughs> that was sent here to tell us about something, and we're just we're all learning. Yes, <laughs> we have the privilege to learn. Yes, twenty-two um, inch waves is what she taught us about. <laughs> You were on there. You came up and talked. Oh, to I know, like a little yes. bit of filler for you. Yes, very exactly. lovely interview. I was an honor. I was, I was like, I was really nervous. Actually, I was like, so. Like, you said that. I was like, not you being nervous. I'm nervous. We both can't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many more. I can't even name them all, but you know, but those are the three that really. Yeah, I'm very happy with and very that stick out in my head. I think a lot of the guests is going to surprise people. Yeah, that we and it's going to be fun. Yeah. And everyone brought something very different and I think a different part of me out. So yeah. that that was also a really fun journey to go through. So lovely. how many episodes are there? There's six. There's six. Okay, okay. And are you already starting on season two? I I mean, are we? Are we? <laughs> I, I'd say that so you can put Fenton on the spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would do season two through three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Yes. There you have it. Quarter <laughs> um, right here. No, I'm so thrilled that we got to work together on it. It really is like it's it's really exciting. And and you guys are so you're just so amazing. Um personally, I just have always loved the way the House of Avalon like it is it is what you create artistically but it's everything is so brilliantly packaged and not marketed that's the wrong word but sort of conceived mm-hmm. as yes it is actually is a package and and that's that is truly a you know high praise well, for me because i, I think, think it's what everything's a package these days you know it's watching the evolution of the package that has been so fascinating for me because you know the not that when you hit town, you you all were uh, sort of Arkansas hillbilly, because <laughs> you had you had some polish to you then. But just seeing it get more and more polished and more and more fabulous, and and really just sort of understanding the the branding is just fascinating for me. We will always be the Hollywood hillbillies, for always. Sure. <laughs> but you are the future of media. That's the you know oh, that's wow. that I do think is the way it's going in sense of. Um, James, we've talked about this before. It's all about brands and it's all about cults. Do you know, it's not about, it's not necessarily about Netflix. Not there's anything wrong with Netflix. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not necessarily yeah. about mass. It's about SaaS. And, yeah. and yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh-huh. Just came up. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on top. Uh, I think it's like right now. Boss, what James said earlier about the TikTok, it's like we love TV. We love watching the TV. That's yeah. one of our, we do that. That's how we literally, every night. Yeah. That's how we bond. Yeah. We do that. And I think bringing that TikTok sensibility into the TV 
is like so fun. It's so cool. Yeah. And I, I love being able to do that. So, yeah. I love it. I can't wait for the rest of the world to see Avalon TV on uh, exclusively on WOW Presents Plus. Well, thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Simone. And congratulations to you and the entire house of Avalon on Avalon TV, which is coming to WowPresentsPlus.com. Watch it. I was going to say watch it at your peril, but I don't mean that. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it, watch it at your peril. Thank you, James. And thank you, Blake. And thank you for listening to the Wow Report. You can catch the full interview of the House of Avalon on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents. Same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go Wow. <laughs> <laughs>